Okay, welcome to a special interview episode of Across the Pond. My name is David Ashbaugh, and on this interview episode, Sixten had a chance to sit down and chat with the development chief for the Swedish Ice Hockey Association, Tommy Boosted. So enjoy the interview, and thank you very much to Tommy for joining us on the podcast. So, uh, in this very special uh, interview episode of Across the Pond, we are joined by... Well, a man of a resume that, resume that stretches back to the 1970s. Um, he has, and I'm <clears throat> going to try to do this in one setting, uh, an Olympic gold, uh, four world championship golds, a junior world championship gold, three uh, world championship silver medals, four junior world championship silver medals, three Swedish uh, championships as a coach, and a couple of bronze international bronze medals. Uh, he's worked as the senior director of Sweden's national hockey teams, and he's been the director of uh, hockey development for Swedish hockey. Welcome to the show, Tommy Bolstad. Thank you very much. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. I'm a grandpa full-time uh, uh, for a couple of grandchildren, so so I, I, I have a very happy life right now. Yeah, you you told me just before the recording that uh, the household is more more of a hotel right now with kids coming and going and yeah. grandchildren flying in from Norway. Or so I'm I'm guessing you're preparing uh, as best as you can for a very weird Christmas. Yeah, and uh, for not so many people, but for our kids and for our grandchildren, maybe we shouldn't meet them because we are plus sixty, but. Uh, they're all fresh and, and healthy, and, and we are fresh and healthy too. So we 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 uh, we will be eight people. So we are we are following the rules according to restrictions. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, family does come first. We're gonna do a, a digital thing. I think we're gonna set up a Zoom or or a Teams call actually with using our TV as a some sort of thing. So we're gonna be all our our family here. But like I told you, I've got family up north, so so we'll we'll. we'll uh, We'll do something about that. Uh, but we're not going to talk Christmas nor grandchildren, but we're going to talk Swedish hockey. Uh, it's been a couple of months since you left the, the Swedish hockey. Well, the scene of Swedish hockey, I should say. Uh, you're a grandpa, so you're keeping busy. Uh, for those of our listeners who, who don't know Tommy, uh, I'm guessing that's a very few. Uh, we're going to talk about some coaching. We're going to talk about the development of Swedish hockey and junior Swedish, uh, Swedish junior hockey, more to the point. And I want to ask you a couple of specific questions from your coaching career. So um, also, uh, we have a Patreon site where some of our listeners actually sponsor us with uh, a few bucks every month, about two bucks a month. And those uh, people are uh, welcome to send in some questions. So in the end, we're going to have some questions from at least one of our listeners as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like you said, you're a granddad today, but are, are you keeping up with the, the SHL and Swedish hockey? Uh, only on television, of course. Uh, I, I'm uh, watching the uh, SHL and the uh, Hockey Svenskan games uh, uh, like five times a week. So th- th- that's how I keep up today. And I do some, some phone calls and emailing as well with uh, for, former uh, coach friends and, and uh, also coaches that are coached today. And, and, and I ha- have, have my, my bunch of people that I talk to like, like uh, daily about hockey. Do you miss it? Not so much. I miss uh, going uh, going to 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 the arena and and, and to the to the rink and and watch uh, live games. That I miss, but I don't miss the work and and uh, uh, and I I'm fortunate enough to to have uh, 
uh, life that, that don't, don't that I don't have to work for for my 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 daily allowance to, to survive. <laughs> so uh, I, I can do the things that, that I want to. Uh, the only thing I miss is, is is live hockey. I think that goes for most of us actually. Not not uh, not having to work for your daily allowance because, but uh, miss, missing hockey at least. Um, let's talk. Let's jump right into it. Let's talk about Swedish uh, Swedish junior hockey because you were involved in quite the the uh, the trip for Swedish junior hockey over your career and uh, reading up on the development. Your name kind of kind of pops up pretty much everywhere. Uh, could you take us through the the the, the well the project that under in, in Swedish went uh, with the name Juniorutredning and I can't really translate that great to 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 English but what what kind of happened there what what got it started because the way I understand it is that Swedish junior hockey was a bit behind so to speak uh, internationally what kind of prompted your 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 advancement in this area uh, I, I started to, to coach at the elite level, senior elite level, in 1983, and 2001, uh, I, I was a, a head coach. I was the head coach of Frölunda in the SHL, and at that time, the Swedish uh, Hockey Association called me and asked me if I wanted to to build up a, a new uh, hockey development de- development department at the Swedish Association. Uh, with, with the main goal to to uh, uh, put Sweden back on the map uh, with, with junior hockey, and I was not so interested because I, I was in negotiations with Mudo Hockey. That that's one, one of the teams up north, you know. So, uh, and I I had a contract on the table that I was going to sign, but the Fed, the, the Swedish Federation kept kept on uh, phoning me and. And my kids wanted to move back to Stockholm, where, where they were born. So, yeah, I, I, start, I started at the Federation in 2001. And, and my, my biggest mission was to put Sweden back on, on the map with junior hockey. So we started to, to um, uh, plan for a pretty large uh, summit the year after, 2002. And, and the aim for this summit was uh, uh, divided into two parts. And the first part was how can we produce uh, more and better elite players in Sweden? And the second part was how can we again compete uh, for medals at, at, the, at the world junior stage as, as we used to do many years back? And we had problems early 2000 with with producing players in Sweden and also with competing with uh, USA, Canada, Russia, uh, Czechs, and, and so on. So that, that was the start of it. So so we we um, uh, assembled like all experts from Sweden late in 2002 at Husum, the 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 uh, place for for uh, Swedish sports in Sweden to 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 have big meetings at and and uh, we set up a program for 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 what to do to get back on the stage uh, and um, uh, the the program contained of 100 specific uh, points in 10 different areas uh, to 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 do to to get uh, comfortable again in in Swedish hockey and and the trick was to to unify Swedish coaches, uh, Swedish clubs, uh, Swedish local branches, and 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 to 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 go the, uh, to the same direction. 
and and I think we we had we had like 120 people uh, working together with this this huge project. And 2003, everything was uh, uh, staged, and and from there on, we started with this new program, and still. Uh, uh, we were uh, 70 years later. We were working with, with this in, in Swedish hockey, so it all started 17 years ago. That's an amazing trip, and uh, well, the results kind of speaks for, speaks for themselves, both in well in world junior hockey that's coming up, and and also in the NHL with loads of Swedes being drafted each year now. Um, what was the kind of what was the most mm, the hardest task was there any resistance to this kind of program, or where did everyone buy in from the start, or what did you find any obstacles on the way? Yeah, I think we were pretty lucky because because of of the bad results for for the junior national teams and also the the bad results in 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 player development. Pretty much everyone agreed to to that we have to do something and and. Pretty, pretty much everyone also agreed to 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 uh, this uh, ten uh, hundred points uh, program. So so there were not much resistance. I think that that's the key to to the success that everyone uh, pointed uh, to, uh, at the same uh, and walked in the same same direction. So I think think that, that but the obstacles uh, were mainly financial. I think because. Lots of the things we we, we uh, suggested to to uh, to the board in Swedish hockey and and to the uh, annual meeting in Swedish hockey was was things that that, that had to cost money, you know. So so yeah. the trick was to to um, uh, finance everything, and I th- I think uh, um, uh, some big sponsors, uh, for instance, uh, for instance, uh, Svenska Spel, the big Swedish betting company. They put in loads of money into to this uh, program that we started back then, and and also the elite clubs. The the uh, they weren't called the SHL back then. They were called the elite serieföreningarna, the elite clubs. They put in lots of money in in their in their player development. So I I think that that, that was the 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 main main uh, trick to do to to um, uh, make. Uh, Sponsors and clubs uh, to to and and also the Swedish Federation to put in loads of money in this into this program. We should just mention mention for our North American listeners that Svenska Spel is a government-owned uh, betting company, so it's state-run, and also they do sponsor Swedish international hockey since I don't know forever. Because as far as I, I'm 35 years old, and whenever I've been watching international hockey, there's always been a Svenska Spel logo type there. So there's uh, there's a state-run uh, or government-run uh, company just for 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 full disclosure. There, uh, getting back to this program. Um, I'm looking at the PDF. I'm guessing it's one of the first ones out there right now. It's a 29-page PDF that goes through the road to success, the importance of parents, what the parents can or should do, uh, eight commandments, if you will, on how to succeed. It's all out there. It's in Swedish, but have anyone, when looking at the results um, of Swedish junior hockey, have you been contacted maybe internationally? In, within hockey, but also from like, I don't know, soccer or other sports, how to kind of set this up? Yeah, I, yes to both these uh, questions. Uh, 
lots of other countries. Uh, we 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 we've been pretty open with this, and and uh, we we have not made a secret of it because it's like uh, we stole a lot of, of knowledge from from other countries when we set this program up. Uh, from USA Hockey, from Hockey Canada, from Finland, Russia, Czech Republic, for instance. And we also stole lots of stuff from other sports, uh, uh, mainly in, in uh, Sweden. So uh, uh, we've been, uh, I and, and my associates have been both in Canada and US, USA and, and uh, holding presentations about this. And and also in Finland and in Czech Republic and, and also in Russia. And we have have uh, had uh, uh, coach educators from from these different countries in Sweden uh, for, for 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 like further education, and we also have helped l- uh, lots of smaller hockey countries uh, like like uh, uh, Denmark, Norway, uh, uh, New Zealand, uh, oh. and and uh, also some some cooperation with, with with other small countries like like Spain and so on. So. Uh, uh, and that is due to my, I had had a position in the International Ice Hockey Federation in, in the coaching and education committee for many years. Uh, and, and part of that work is, is to help um, like smaller hockey countries. And, and uh, um, so, so that's the reason that, that we, we, we have cooperated with bigger countries and small, smaller countries. And in Sweden, we have, have uh, had um, lots of cooperation with, with other sports federations in, in, in soccer, football, as we say in Sweden, and tennis and, and, and other sports. And, and we have, have uh, like been pretty open to, to these other sports, how, how we've made this. And, and I know some, some other sports have, have taken impressions from this and, and have like, like changed their, their, their development programs uh, on the way. But in, in, in the in the beginning, we stole lots of stuff from other sports. So that's that's fair, I think, to, to cooperate that way. Greatness borrows, genius steals, or what is they say? I think that's a good good way of putting it. But yeah. uh, I completely lost my chain of thought now. Um, there was oh, what, success is all, all often, rightly or wrongly, measured in medals internationally, for instance. But at what point did you kind of feel that? Did you get an inkling on? This is heading in the right direction. I, I'm guessing it, that was before the World Juniors success of, of Swedish international teams uh, in the past. But when did you get, kind of know that? Yeah, we're on the right path here. I think that was uh, with our under 18 national team uh, that, that won the bronze medal with, with players born in 1987. And so I 2004, think five. I think five. That was yeah, 2005. Okay. And and. Players born '87. That's Niklas Beckstrom, uh, for instance, Patrick Hörnqvist, and and these players. And 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 we won the bronze medal in in, in the Czech Republic. And and then we we started to get pretty hopeful. And then the same age group, uh, uh, players born '87. We had had the World Juniors under 20 in Lexan Mora back in 2007. And we reached the semi-final for the first time in many, many years. And we lost the bronze medal game. But th- then we were pretty close, uh, 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 we thought. And, and then the year after, with players born 1988, we played, played for the gold medals against Canada in, in the finals and, and lost in overtime. So we were 
very, very close with the, the, the age group born 88. So I think for, from, from the age group 87 and on, we've been pretty like, like uh, fortunate to, to always play for the medals. That is true. And it's a, it's been a joy to watch. I mean, the World Juniors is a special tournament uh, whenever it's played and not to mention, we're going to transition a bit here, um, not to mention this year. I, I actually ran into Thomas Montaigne the other day here in Linköping. He lives here. So, well, not the other day, a couple of weeks ago before he was uh, COVID, <laughs> became a COVID case. But um, just looking at the the World Juniors, why would you, why would you, why is that such a huge success? Well, obviously it's a huge success in Canada, both in terms of TV revenue and whatever you want to call it, but it's grown to the people here in Sweden. Is that part of success or is there something with junior hockey that kind of grows on people? What do you think? I, I think it's the, the reason is, is divided. I think, first of all, Swedish people wouldn't have been interested if, if we would have been at the same, same level as we were like 15, 20 years ago. That where where we played to to not be relegated to to the B division, then no one would have wanted to to watch it. That is true. I, I think I think success is important. It's it's like biathlon in Sweden. People think that that's interesting because we we are good at biathlon. But that is true. So I think this is. It. But then I think uh, uh, the, the huge interest in in Canada. Uh, uh, have have uh, a great impact on the interest in Sweden. Because the world is so small today, and 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 Swedish people know about the huge interest in Canada, and also that TV started to 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 broadcast this and, and made it possible for 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 all Swedes to watch this during the Christmas time. So so watching junior hockey from from Canada at Christmas time with, with uh, crowded arenas and uh, with good Swedish teams that that have have made the, this interest interest huge in Sweden as well and then as you know in Sweden in in Christmas time you 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 have have vacation in Sweden you you don't have much to do you eat a lot you watch uh, Donald Duck on TV and and all the movies and then you have this fresh junior hockey with a little bit different style of hockey that, that, than you can see when 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 you watch the the uh, men men's play it's a more offensive play uh, the players are, are are like the best in the world in their age group. There aren't so many players missing of, of the best in, in the world juniors. Of course, a couple uh, every year miss, but most, like 90, 98% of, of the best players in, in the age group are there. That's and when, when, when the world championships for men are played, may, maybe it's like at the most 40% of the best players that show up. So it's it's like the Olympics for 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 men and women the the world juniors every year. That's true. Actually, that's a nice way of putting it. Um, I want to get back. I just realized I uh, I want to get back to to uh, junior hockey in general. Um, I'm a parent. You're a grandparent. Um, a couple of years ago, I had a very interesting conversation with Ray Shero about um, youth hockey, not not necessarily junior hockey, but but kids hockey and the parental pressure that comes with it. And this PDF we mentioned before actually has, I think it was 15 bullet points on how a parent should perform, act and be around your kids, uh, especially at a young age. Um, what are some of the, you don't have to name names or anything, but are have you seen cases that you, 
like not not only made you frown but kind of intervene when a parent puts too much pressure on a kid or stuff like that because that is quite frankly the downside with with any 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 sport to be fair to yeah. be fair yeah well i've seen that and, and that's not a new problem my no. my dad was uh, responsible for for the youth hockey in in uh, in one of the best youth clubs in sweden back in the 60s and 70s hammarby ef uh, that produced lots lots of Swedish elite players back then, and as responsible for the youth hockey, and, and like they had like 10, 10, 12 youth hockey teams, and 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 he, he was resp- responsible for everything for 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 this club, and and back then there, there were problems with parents that that put lots of pressure on the kids and and put lots of pressure on the coaches as well, yeah, yeah. and they also put lots of pressure on my dad, so. I remember all the meetings they have in our basement with with, with angry parents that came to to my dad and, and <laughs> they were screaming and, and they were were so angry and they were threatening and and so on. So, but so it's it's not a new problem. When I read about it today, it it sounds like it, it, it's a new problem. But uh, maybe the the problem have escalated a little bit today because of parents. Uh, seems to to be into to to what, what what kids do much more today than, than when i grew up i had a little bit more of a freedom when i was a kid back in the 60s and 70s too and that's the same in in swedish schools teachers are, are very pressed from from, te- from from parents and 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 i think it's the same in 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 hockey so but at the same time without the parents we won't have any youth sports in Sweden because in in our system, we we are so so de- we we depend so much on on the parents uh, working in, in in different sports clubs because in in Sweden like uh, historically it, it doesn't cost so much to 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 do sports as it does in 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 many other countries. So so we need the parents to do the volunteer work as. Coaches and team leaders and 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 uh, trainers and and uh, working in the cafeteria se- selling hot dogs you know working working uh, in 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 the um uh, in in the in the uh, w- w- t- as timekeepers and so on during games so, yeah, yeah. so so without parents we won't won't have have any hockey and but so it's 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 like balancing there we 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 can't be too hard with the parents but but we can't be too, too easy with the parents at the same time because because then it, it, it could, could take the wrong direction therefore we think and I think education for for parents are very important to set up educational programs where, where, where experienced educators try try to meet the parents and explain things like this because sometimes parents do wrong but they don't understand they do wrong so, so I, I don't th- think parents uh, are, are are mean or or evil or something like that. They, most of, of of the mistakes they do is because they don't know better. So that I, is, I that think is. the key thing is, is to educate the, the the group of parents. Yeah, in the end, everyone wants the best for for well their kids, and in <laughs> by extension, does the team. So, so uh, I, I'm, I'm I completely agree with you here. But it's an it's an interesting ang- angle of it because listening to other podcasts or well, just being around sports, you kind of get either it's very good or it's very bad. There's no middle ground because the middle ground is never heard of because it's just yeah. there. So, so of course there are 
uh, fairy tales of, of excellent parents and there are horror stories but i thought i'd just ask you because you've been around uh both youth hockey and senior hockey uh, as much as you have and using that as a very bad uh segue uh we're kind of going to our your your coaching history you you to me you when i was younger uh, I, i mentioned my age before but i was about 10 or 11 or something when you came to lean shopping as the big coaching name uh coming here when Lean Shepard was playing second tier hockey in Division One, it was called back then you came from from you've been with Eurogarden and Vita Heston and Hammarby and all that. What were your kind of memories coming to a club like Lean Shopping at that stage of where they are compared to where Lean Shopping are right now as as a well a former big SHL team? I, I didn't know much about Lean Shopping. I I I knew a couple of players there before I came there, and, and Erki Sarrama, one of the very good defenders, he 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 was the one that phoned me, and and I, I he played for Hugh Gordon Juniors when I was there many years back, so he asked me if I was interested, and and I and I asked him to to tell me about the club, and and he told me about the club, and and I I knew the the coach that that, that has been there many years before me, uh, uh, Jim Britea. And, and um, uh, I, I spoke to him as well. And, but I was surprised with, with the level of talent uh, the club had when I come there. I, I, I didn't, I didn't re- realize that before we started to play floorball, you know, that, that Swedish thing <laughs> with a plastic stick and a plastic ball, like, like street hockey. And, and I saw players like, like Magnus Johansson, uh, uh, Matthias Nillema, and Uffe Söderström and, and, and many others that they were really talented. You can see on, on floorball who's talented on, on ice as well because they, they, they read and react so well, you know, and all yeah, that. The yeah. only thing you don't know is, is the, 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 the level of skating when, when, when you're playing floorball. But when we started to, to practice on ice with that team, I, I was so surprised that, that, that on, the, on the level and also on the level of physical training, they were good, skilled uh, weightlifters, many of the players, uh, clean and jerk, you know, and, and, and deep squats and bench press and, and all that important stuff for hockey. So, so I think it was a good foundation in, in, in the club. And there was another attitude in, in the club among, among uh, the board and, and leaders and people around the club. People were more friendly in that club, club than, than I ever met before I came there. How so, come? Could you expand on I that? I don't understand that because I've been in Norrköping in Vita Hesten and the people were a little bit meaner in Norrköping. <laughs> <laughs> like, like they were more demanding, you know, and there was a different attitude in Norrköping. So it's only like 30 minutes drive to, to Linköping and there was another other attitude. So I still, it's like 23 years, 24 years now, so, but I still have friends from that time. And, and that's not so common in hockey where when you are in, in different clubs, one year, two year, three year, and then you move around. But I still have good contact with, with many of, of, of the players and, and, and the leaders around that club. So, that, so that, that was uh, something extra, something special. That's that's uh, quite interesting to hear someone outside of the Östergötland County kind of mention the Linköping and Norrköping. For those of you who don't know, Linköping and Norrköping are in a, well, friendly but quite fierce rivalry in pretty much anything uh it's a twin city kind of thing but but uh and you 
well, obviously we make jokes about them and they make jokes about us, much like anyone uh, messing with their older or younger brother and sisters. So um, it's a sibling rivalry. You you spent a year in Linköping um, and you left for Frölunda, which became your uh, last uh, professional team to coach. Um, and you brought Magnus Johansson with you, uh, quite, quite the D-man back then. Could you just expand? Because he made his way to the NHL quite late and... Uh, what, not going into any details, but why do you think he didn't make the move earlier? Because back then he was quite literally one hell of a D-man. Yeah, his size. He, he, he's, uh, and he was, and he is still like, like 180 centimeters, uh, like 78, 80 kilos or something. And back then, D-man needed size, you know, with the old rules and true. everything. They, 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 they need to be like, like at least 200 pounds and, and 190 or something like that. But then the hockey started to change and, and the rules uh, changed a little bit and, and the refs were harder on, 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 on uh, fouls and, and all that. So, so that, that little bit new kind of style uh, was good for, for, for Magnus because he's one of the most uh, um, talented and smart uh, D-man in Swedish hockey all time. Because uh, he's uh, and, and he was the first guy I saw in floorball in, in the summit training that that made made passes and he saw saw around the corner, as you yeah. as you can say and 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 he he made made things uh, with 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 the with the ball in summertime and with the puck on, on ice that not not many players do. Like he was a right sh- shooting uh, Niklas Lidstrom, if 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 I can use that as a, a, a similarity uh, to, to make you understand what I mean. Actually, I would agree with that because he said he was a demon who kind of went into the corners, uh, all pretty much always avoided the hit and came away with the puck, much yeah. like uh, Niklas Lidstrom, yeah. and also he made those first passes the the transition play and then he also joined the rush uh and as a right shot demon that's always uh something to look out for i'd say um just just we're, i'm not gonna i could talk to you for i don't know two or three hours but we're not gonna uh take up your entire day you might wanna if you want to you can come back to the show at a later stage but i want to ask you about you, you left for lunda how, how and you became you moved to the swedish uh hockey federation at some point, did you miss being a coach back then? Did you make? Uh, did you consider it make being a rash, rash decision? No, I, I, I had been in the elite on the elite level for eighteen years then, and I started very young. I, I was, uh, I think, when, when I my first elite men's elite game, I was twenty three years old, and and so so I got a little bit destroyed early, and 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 I was forty. 42 when I, I, I left the, the, the men's hockey. And, and I think these 18 years uh, was a normal career. It is a normal career as a coach in Sweden, as a lead coach. So I, I didn't miss it so much. But then I, I started to do lots of, of um, uh, uh, coach jobs on, on, on the lowest levels in, in Stockholm with, with friends. I, I coached... Uh, like we, we in a club called Värmdö with my one of my best childhood friends and and then I I, I was one of the guys starting a new club on on the lowest level in Swedish hockey. So the, the the thing I missed what was the dress dressing room talk if you understand what yeah. I mean. Yeah. 
like having a coffee and 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 may, telling stories, listening to stories, and and you know you just you socialize with, with people in a dressing room. Yeah. For yeah. people that never been in a dressing room socializing, it, you understand what I mean. But they don't understand when when I try try to explain this. They, they but but I I think I, I miss that, and, and but I get got that from 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 the the these lower clubs. But then. I had I I've been fortunate during the years at the federation to work with especially with the with Rick Rooner, the men's men's team, and and uh, not not as a coach or or, or uh, as a trainer on ice or something like that. But I I've been involved in 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 the process of of naming players and 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 uh, also scouting other teams, you know. So I I, I have had my my, my part of of, of uh, Hockey, anyways. Even though I've been on a desk, desk, and work with my computer most of the time. <laughs> um, we should actually mention the club you started up was Bayern fans, and Bayern, for those of you who don't know, is the 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 nickname of Hammarby, and Hammarby are well known internationally for their fans. And uh, there are YouTube clips out there when Bayern fans. Uh, EF play play hockey, and there are a couple hundred fans with uh, on a on an outside uh, outdoor rink with uh, you know singing and chanting and using the flares and everything. That's a yeah. I, as a former kind of standing fan, so to speak, that kind of warms my heart. And uh, there's something special around the Hammarby that I, th- I think many outside of Sweden might not understand, uh, even though you're into that kind of culture. So uh, just wanted to put that in there. Um, did you experience, were you there for some of those insane games when they traveled in, by the hundreds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was coaching, so... Yeah? Uh, <laughs> what was that like when they that first... fantastic. Actually, we... we, we, uh, we some of the games there were thousands of, of fans coming. We 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 played like in the seventh division or what it what it was sixth or seventh division in in Södertälje against Järna, and like thirty uh, buses uh, uh, with, full of fans came down, and uh, that was like two thousand fans coming in, and then singing, and, and it was two times twenty. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, three times twenty on that level. So that's my my I I I must brag a little bit. My 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 greatest merit in, in hockey is that I I probably the only coach in Swedish hockey that have won all seven divisions as a uh, coach. Yeah, that's so true. I think that's no one else could have done feedback. that because the elite coaches they never go down, you know, in, in no. the lowest division. And the coaches that start in the lowest division in Sweden never go to the highest division. I, That's I won an amazing seven thing. From, from SHL down to seven, seven, seven division. That, that's uh, quite the accomplishment. Um, speaking that's of coaching, the only thing I used to brag about. So, so well, I think that's I, the most I, I beautiful thing you can brag about. That's now as well. <laughs> <laughs> How would you say the style of coaching has changed during your time as a coach? Maybe perhaps for yourself, but maybe in general in Sweden as well. Yeah, very much. When I started. Uh, uh, when I play, the coach should uh, be good at intimidation. Uh, you you have to to point with the whole arm, and you have to scream. You have to shoot pucks on the players if they did, did do wrong on, on on the ice practices, and and uh, uh, and and not talk so much to the players. You, you scream to the players, and and no communication uh, at all. So 
when I played youth hockey, I had Leif Bork as a coach for, for a couple of years. And he was the first coach that spoke to me. And he gave me, me written notes with like three three points, uh, what I should, should, should develop and, and things like that. So I was like, and in school, I never got that as well. The, the teachers in school, they, they, they were just like pointing with the whole arm, uh, arm you know, and, and, and I, I got the, the report card like uh, twice a year or something. But Leif Borg st started a new style. So I was very impressed by that, that way. And I was 13, 14 years old back then. But I started to coach uh, for real when I was uh, 18 years old. I was assistant coach to my dad in, in Hammerby, to, to one of the best age groups Hammerby had. Players born 1962. And, and I, I had that from the fourth from the beginning, uh, that it was important to communicate with the players. But today, that's, that's not a big thing, you know. So, so all coaches today are good communicators. And, and and if they should should try that old style like that that the, the intimidation style, they would would have get sacked by like in a week or something. So, so it's impossible to work the way coaches work like back in the seventies. You see that uh, over in the NHL as well. People like uh, Mike Keenan, to take a, a very extreme example, he's no longer there, and there are other 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 big names that I doubt might be coming back. Actually, so we'll see how that goes. But that's very interesting. I I I, I would agree with that. Um, where do you think um, we're gonna try to wind things down because you've been more than generous with your time, and if possible, you you're more than welcome back. Like I said, but. Um, just a couple of uh, finishing questions before we move on to to our Patreon question. Um, where is Swedish junior hockey or Swedish hockey in general? Where do you think it stands internationally in terms of the SHL and perhaps even Hockey Allsvenskan? Perhaps we should touch on a special game in Hockey Allsvenskan as well. But uh, where, where where do you see Swedish hockey internationally right now? About the same level as we have 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 uh, been the last years, but I think there are. We, we need to do more because because the other countries have have done so much the the the, the last uh, like five ten years so so we, we can't can't uh, sit back and be laid back and 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 and, and be 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 uh, happy about about the situation and, and I think as Johan Garpenlöv our our men's team's uh, head coach uh, always uh, says we have have to to develop the ability to to score goals you know. Uh, shoot, shooting and 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 scoring because th that's not 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 th that's a part of, of the game today that that we lack a little bit in in Swedish hockey, and also I I think we also uh, start to lack a little bit when when, when we we look at body checking and checking the aggressive part of the game, uh, it, it had the game have changed but but uh, I I think hockey. Is and will always be a game with, with, with lots of aggressiveness and 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 checking and of course uh, according to the rules. But but uh, I think I'm a little bit afraid that, that we we are losing that part part of, of the game as well. And a third thing that I also see that that we miss a little bit today that we, we have, we've had traditionally in Swedish hockey it's read and react. Um, uh, we, we have had we we always had had good. 
brains in hockey with, with, with that, that can read the game and and, and react to, to 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 what happens out there. But today, every, everything is is a little bit too much into uh, quick feet, quick hands, you know, and doing doing tricks like we call it YouTube hockey. You, yeah, you watch yeah. something on YouTube, nice, nice trick or deke or something, and then and you and, and the kids they they, they try to, to to do that, but they forget a little bit about 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 about, about the, the the game, the read and react part of the game. So I, I, I think we, we need to in these three areas: uh, scoring goals, uh, checking, body checking, and, and also read and react. We we need to to improve, and 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 if we don't do that. I'm a little bit afraid that, that other countries will, will, will uh, of course, come up to our level and, and also uh, pass us. And, it's, uh, and, and, and I, th- I think it's very important to, 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 to not forget that. I would be reminiscent if I wouldn't mention the, the goalies here, being a goalie fan myself. We are looking at uh, bigger pads, um, equipment getting bigger, less, not less, but a goalie like. I not don't want to put any names like point fingers, but Jonas Enroth, a very small, agile goalie. We don't kind of see those goalies making making it to the NHL anymore. There are pretty much buildings or blocks of brick walls standing there. Do you think we should we or the the hockey community, hockey in general, should change the size of goalie equipment? Yeah, I I thought about that a long time because. Uh... The, the size of, 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 of the net is the same as it was 100 years ago. Yeah. And, and when you watch all, all film clips about the goalies with, with uh, you know, with caps, hats and, and, and equipment that, that was always the same as, as the skaters had. And, and, and so, so scoring has become so difficult today with these huge goalies and huge equipment. So I think it's important to, to um, have rules for, for the equipment. And and for the jerseys, you know, uh, sometimes they, they had huge jerseys, and then they 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 were they were like nets, you know, in, in the oldest jerseys. Yeah. So, so I think you have to be hard with, with the rules, but you can have you can't have rules for for the size of the goalies. So, but the thing is that for the best um, uh, uh, shooters and 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 for for the best scorers. They always find ways of, of how to to beat the goalie. So I think that the, the and I can see that 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 in 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 the ways goalies are playing today that that it 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 starts to change. They they not just that wall today that that huge wall because players have started to move the puck sidewards and 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 both like when they move the puck themselves, but also when when they do side side passes and so on. So. I, I think that the goalie style is is going to a more movable uh, style, you know, than, than from just the blocking style. And because I, I I think that the the huge goalies we, we, that that just block that they are a little bit out of fashion today. So I yeah, think, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah but size is of, of course size, good size with, with good mobi- mobility is it, it's hard to beat, you know. The one thing that kind of stands out to me when it when we're talking the size of equipment is that the the argument that kind of pushes back on changing the size is it would be at the cost of goalie uh, safety, and uh, I'm not sure if I 
fully buy into that because that with in today's day and age we should be able to provide the necessary protection without uh, well at a smaller size but that might be a discussion for another day um i want to i want to end with a, our patreon uh, question here from tobias uh, also a former uh, lean shopping kind of hang around um and we actually got to drift into the women's hockey. They, the, the women's hockey national team, uh, they got relegated to the B group. Where do you see uh, any thoughts on their, their future and what they need to kind of make progress on, if you will? Yeah, we, we 2002, we had a, a big, as I said, a hockey summit for, for men's hockey. And eight years later, we had like the same for, for women's hockey. The difference was that, that on the men's side, Swedish hockey was unified and 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 was like like walking uh, 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 the same path after that. But after that 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 summit we had for for, for female hockey, they they they, they weren't unified. Uh, the, the people that work with with uh, female hockey, there there are so many many ways of 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 thinking and and what they want to do so i think the most important thing for female hockey is is to get together and walk 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 decide uh, to the same direction and i i don't feel that that, that we have done that so far because because we have so many good hockey people in sweden and and i think if you if you just replicate the 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 work that that we did with men's hockey back in 2002 then, then female hockey would be successful as well. So, so I think that, but they, they, it hasn't been like that. It has been like, like some people want to go left, some want to go right, some want to go back, some want to go forward. So, so I, th- I think the first thing to do is, 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 is to go, go the same direction. I would, I would completely agree with that. We, we've had a, uh... Marisa Graham on. She's playing with the with the fairy stud, uh, and and the the kind of thing that stands out to me when you say that is, we have a very good women's hockey league in Sweden in the SDHL, and also with fairy stud and teams coming up from uh, underneath. Now, want to make a case for for the SDHL as well, and quite frankly, uh, it's one of the best leagues outside of North America, and with with no kind of NWHL or WNHL in 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 the making. Swedish women's hockey has a a great opportunity to kind of make their mark internationally if they just progress, like you said, in the same direction altogether. Let's hope they do because I have a daughter. I want her to play hockey at a great level as well. So, so let's end it there. I probably have two hundred more questions for you down the line, but I'll, I might uh, be in touch. And if you want to, you're more than welcome to come on uh, once again. Thank you so much for your time, Tommy. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Been a pleasure for me too. Thank you. Thank you.